everybody. It's Thursday, and we are so happy we have another edition of the Low J Book Club. And Jennifer Weiner, best-selling author, is with us again. We've talked to her several times. Her latest, greatest book is that summer. Jennifer, thanks Hi, Jennifer. for coming back to our show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. It's so nice to talk to you guys. Absolutely. Uh, Jennifer, I don't know how you managed to write so many great books uh, year after year, but you've really done it again. And if you would give people the setup of that summer, we'd sure appreciate it because the book just came out. Yeah. So that summer is the story of two women who have almost identical email addresses. One of the women is this kind of unhappily married housewife who lives on the main line of Philadelphia. She starts getting emails that are intended for a woman who is a corporate consultant and very glamorous and travels the world. So it's this sort of meet cute and the women become friends. And then we learn that this meeting was not accidental and that there's a piece of history that these women share. Uh-huh, and then some. And then some, yeah. It's <laughs> and so, then some. And the way you tell the story and how it's unfolding. And I'm curious, did you write this book in the year of the pandemic? I did, yes. Okay. Start to finish. You did? Yes. And do you think that, I mean, because obviously it's, it's influenced very much a Me Too yes. story. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm just wondering if, like, was that, like, do you think that writing in the pandemic when everything was shutting, everything was shut down and we weren't having our lives as we know it, was it easier to write this story under those circumstances or did it not make a difference? Well, no, I think it was easier because things did feel more quiet. Mm -hmm. Um, It felt like we all had a little space to contemplate, um, to maybe like take a step back. With the whole Me Too piece of it, that all felt like it was coming at us so intensely and so nonstop, you know, where like every day it would be a different guy, Mm -hmm. you know, taken down. Mm -hmm. And I was glad to have the pandemic, to have that time to think about it. And the other pandemic piece was just thinking about escape and thinking about pleasure and thinking about being someplace beautiful and wanting to take my readers there with me, which is why the book is set on Cape Cod and why there's so many fun beachy descriptions. Mm -hmm. And there's, you know, there's food, there's romance, there's all the things that I hope you want in a beach read. Yeah, and, and, and it is. I had to Google Truro after yes. I was done reading yes. the book because I was like, I got to see if this is a real place on Cape Cod. And of course, you know, mm-hmm. it is. It, it's a real place. I go there every summer. It's my, my favorite place in the world. It's beautiful and isolated, and it's kind of the anti-Hamptons, which I like very much. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's a, it's a real place, and I hope everyone gets to see it someday. Yeah, well, you're doing for Cape Cod what uh, Elin Hildebrand, Ellen, has done for Nantucket. Yes, I know, and Ellen and I are actually doing an event together are in you? August, and I'm, I'm going to Nantucket. I've never been. Oh, how fun. I, I know, it's going oh, to be amazing. That sounds like fun. Okay, so... Because it wasn't your book last summer. The book, it wasn't called last summer. 
Um, no, last is, summer was big summer. Big and summer. This summer is that, that summer. summer. And it, next summer, there's going to be another summer book. And then I'm done with summer forever. And for then you're done with it. Okay, okay. Okay, so, you know, you kind of, I've read some different interviews that you've had. If you're just joining us, with, we're with international New York Times bestselling author, Jennifer Werner. Um, the latest novel is That Summer. And it deals with, you know, some heavy issues, um, you know, about sexual assault and things like that. And you credit your own daughters um, kind of you talk about you have a 17 year old going off to college and you wonder if you prepared her enough. And, you know, Lori and I have had a lot of different discussions around me, too. And and when the whole Maybe. Brett Kavanaugh thing was going on and how we all felt yeah, like it's a miracle if you get through high school or college without being assaulted in some in, way. In some yeah, I mean, and, and it, the fact that I certainly felt that way 30 years ago mm-hmm. when I was finishing high school and leaving home. And, and just the fact that it, it hasn't changed enough no. and it sort of makes me crazy. And, you know, as the mother of two daughters who are going to have to live in this world, I, I really would like things to improve more quickly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it, and, it's, it's true. It is true. And, and it's, and it's interesting, and one of the things, you know, from the Diana character, you know, that how it shaped her life. How yeah, it changed it, everything. How it changed everything for this very outgoing, easygoing gal, one summer babysitting, you know, somewhere, yeah. and what happens and how that just is something that she has just, you can't get over. So Yeah, and right, that was definitely that I, it was something that I wanted people to think of mm-hmm. is, the fact that both of these women, I mean, Diana, who has survived a sexual assault, and Daisy, who has just dealt with the more commonplace stuff, mm-hmm. you know, the cat calls or a boss who's a little handsy or a coworker who doesn't take you seriously, that kind of stuff. But both of their lives have been shaped by those events for for better or worse right. in ways great and small and i wanted my readers to really think about those things as as we consider what our work as women is to sort of leave things a little better than we found them for the next generation of girls mm-hmm. and you know when i was struck i think you really i it makes such a paint you know with the words and the story around daisy who's like what is she 20 or 21 when she marries uh hal yeah yeah so and i think that that's an interesting story too because sometimes um younger women are influenced by like the suave debonair man who might be 10 11 12 years older but that yep. is that really going to be the person that you would pick when you're by the time you're 30 and like right. other women might or your mom or sisters might try and kind of talk you out of doing that but ugh, that's a hard one you get people, yeah. people get uh, in yeah. that orgasmic haze <laughs> <laughs> that's absolutely true you know and daisy has a mother who has been widowed relatively young Mm -hmm. who thinks that she's doing her daughter a favor really by steering her toward this man thinking she will be secure she will never have the kind of financial insecurities that i've had because her husband you know was this kind of boom and bust entrepreneur where he either was doing really well or he was struggling you know she 
the way that she sees the world, she thinks that she is setting Daisy up for success. Mm-hmm. And I do think that there's really some generational shifting that's going on with women of my generation versus women of my mother's generation mm-hmm. versus now my daughters, who I really am convinced, like, these girls are going to save us all. Yeah. Uh, my daughters, they put up with nothing, yeah. and they will call boys out on their on their crap. And yeah. God, I just remember being, you know, a, a teenager or a tween, and just wanting to be accepted and wanting everyone to like me and trying mm-hmm. to figure out how to make that happen. And my daughters are just like, no, like I don't care if everybody likes me or not. I am going to speak my truth, and I'm. So impressed by them. I don't know where they got it. Jennifer, it is great. It is so true. It is so true about that generation and how how lucky for you. I know it. Because goodness. We're kind of the shoulder generation into that or something, yeah, you know, a little big. and mm-hmm. and um, all the hard work. I feel like my mom's generation did. And then we got to reap a lot of the success of it in the workplace. But not but to, we but still we had, had a lot we had of challenges. But yeah. then this young one is they don't take any crap from anybody. It's very interesting and how and how lucky for them. And this book yep. really resonates. So he, so the book is That Summer. We're talking with that woman, Jennifer Werner. That best, Wiener. Wiener. Weiner. Weiner. Okay. Weiner. So we obsess. Is it Wiener? Is it Weiner? Is it Werner? What is it before we have is you on? Is it Elin? Is it Ellen Hildebrand? <laughs> we get so, and we answer, have a book. I can answer I all of these questions. Okay, so I'm... I'm Jennifer Weiner. Thank you. Nice to meet you. Ellen. 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 I always thought it was Elin, too, but it's Ellen. I know. We've had her on so many times, and you we've had on, and we still, we freak out about this ahead of time. We just want you to know, and yeah. then we do it wrong. Our big deal authors, you know, people who everybody knows, and we just feel like everybody kn- knows you, and so now people will always remember how to say your name if they're listening. Well, if if, if that is true, that, that is a blessing you have bestowed upon me forever, because Lord knows I hear it wrong a lot. So Your, yeah. your writing has really, I mean, we've been with you since In Your sh- Inner Shoes, yes. you know, and you've written so many covered so many topics for women so thank you for doing i I mean it's all do you ever worry jennifer you're going to run out of ideas or do you feel like uh, you're you've got plenty more i as as long as there are women in the world i'm going to have stories to tell okay good and mrs everything (laughs) remember mrs everything that Mm -hmm. was such a good book oh yeah oh you you are such a good writer how many of your books have been movies or tv shows now so Just in Her Shoes was, has been made into a movie. Mm-hmm. However, Good in Bed, um, Mindy Kaling optioned it, and oh. she is producing it, and she's going to star. So Excellent. I'm pretty thrilled about that. Yeah. Oh, oh my and, and That sh- was a great book, right. Good in Bed, and we loved In Her Shoes. And that was with Cameron Diaz, wasn't it? That was, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was a good movie, mm-hmm. too. Oh, gosh. You're, you. All right. What's the last great book you read, Jennifer? Oh, my goodness. You guys are going to love this. It's okay. called A Certain Hunger. And it's by a woman named Chelsea Summers, and it is about a female cannibal. <laughs> okay, so I know you're thinking, uh, Jen, like, what are you even talking about? Right. It is, it, it's, it's amazing, um, you know, because I got to thinking how hard it is sometimes to find books that are about, like, middle-aged women and how... You know, it just sort of seems sometimes like everybody's writing about these like younger women and right. romance and falling in love. And like, 
I want a I want a, a seasoned woman. Like I want somebody who's like figured her stuff out. Mm-hmm. Um, and in this case, this woman has just figured out that she um, loves men and will sometimes eat them. And oh my it, gosh, we've got okay, to read we this have book. to. It came out last December. Yeah. Um, so that's one I recommend. And I also just read The Plot by Jean Hanf Korolitz. Um, she's the woman who wrote the, um, God, the unknowing, I think, or the untelling, the one that the HBO miniseries. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. the undoing. The undoing. Yes, 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 yes. It had the title of the book it was based on was You You Should Have Known. Yeah. And um, I loved that book. But the plot, let me tell you, I mean, I don't know if, if, the fact that I'm a writer made it resonate for me in a really special way because basically it's about this washed up kind of has been male novelist, like had a great success with his first book, can't figure out how to write a second one. He's teaching at this kind of seedy MFA program. Okay. He meets this guy who's really arrogant and a jerk. And the guy is like, I don't even need to be here. I don't need anything from any of you. I've got the story of a lifetime. And the author is just like, you know, yeah, whatever. Then the guy tells him the story and it's amazing. It's got everything. Then the guy dies without having published a word. And so, of course, what does the professor slash blocked writer do but appropriate the story, write it himself. Um, it's Steven Spielberg buys the rights. It's an Oprah pick. It's a huge bestseller. Wow. And then, and then, because you never get away with anything. Right. Bad you don't. things start to happen. Oh, that sounds good. Oh. Jean Hans right? yes, yeah. that sounds so good. We we have to we're running out of time or we are way out of time, but this was such a treat. You are really a delicious author. We just love reading your books and thank you, Jennifer. Thank you so much. Thank I you. really appreciate it. The book is 